one, I'm Kendria. I need you to go like, follow, and subscribe. Soul Productions. What's up everyone? And this is Next Level Thinking. What's up, everyone? It's another episode of Next Level Thinking. As you know, we always help you take it to the next level. It's your host, Chris Holmes, and today I have a special guest by the name of... Clay Smelter. Awesome, awesome. So let's hit the ground running and tell the audience a little bit about yourself so we can find out why you are here. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate being on here with you, and uh, I love it. Next Level Thinking, because that's, that's what it's all about, is up in our game and uh, up in our level. But uh, I am a man, a uh, husband, a father, uh, teacher, uh, coach, uh, a purpose coach. And uh, what I really do is I help people own themselves, love their story and live with purpose. That's what I do. And, uh, I really focus in on men, uh, just because, well, I'm a, I'm a man and, uh, that's, that's kind of my wheelhouse. <laughs> you know? I can't, that, you know, that's, that's where it's at. And, uh, I just was at a point, you know, kind of in my life where, I was, I'm 39 now, but at 35, I was sitting there going, dude, this isn't what life was supposed to be. It was supposed to be something different. And uh, I just got tired of it. And I think men change when uh, shit gets so bad. Sorry, can I? I my bad. Are you good? You have a Jersey okay. Shore Gary V going on. Like, you know, awesome. yeah, I'm just feeling it. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, it's, uh, I, get, I get excited. Stuff comes out. So, uh, you know, like it just wasn't what it was supposed to be. And I was tired of that shit being, being like thinking like that. I was tired of the anxiety that I was allowing to control my life. I was just, I was tired of it. And uh, on the outside, everything looked good, man. If somebody would look at my life and be like, oh, we got a house, got a car, got a wife, got kids, like all that same stuff. Mm-hmm. But internally, I was really struggling because I plateaued, I was stuck. I, I wasn't doing the things that, that continued to allow me to grow. And uh, once growth stops, the only other process that starts is decay. And that's so what was happening. So before you continue on to this, because I know this is going to go really deep, like what was some of the challenges that was going inside your mind that you said like what stopped you or prevents you from getting where you uh, were needed to go? Because we all go through challenges in life. Mm-hmm. So like what was some of your challenges that you had to overcome? Well, for me, it's, it, it was all, this, all of the stuff I didn't want to deal with. You know, I was cool with all the good stuff, but it was, all the stuff, <laughs> it was all this, it was all the shadow work. It was all the stuff I call the shadow that, that goes back in the back of our mind that, that we don't want to deal with. And uh, did I freeze up on you? Let's see. Uh, give it a second. You can still hear me, right? Hey, we're back. You know, had a little glitch, technical difficulties. It all happened. It's all good. We bounced right back because, you know, that's what we do. We adopt to everything. So uh, I know you were talking about giving a tremendous amount of value about overcoming your challenges. Uh, so let's pick up from there. Yeah, we, and that's where, where it is, is the, the challenges and the pain in, in, in life that we go through in our stories is what makes us have the opportunity to be great with it and turn that, turn that pain into greatness and to really learn from it if you take the opportunity from it. So, I mean, again, for me, I was at that 35 years old phase of just in that monotonous uh, part of my life. Everything on the outside looked great, but on the inside, it wasn't. It was, I was struggling. I was uh, plateaued. I was stuck. And uh, I was sitting on my couch right over here watching a Game of Thrones episode. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm having a complete panic attack over a TV show. And I was like, dude, this is not what it was supposed to be. Like, I was not supposed to have this. So some of the things that you asked me, what was holding me back was what I call the shadow. It's all the stuff I shoved back in the back of my mind I didn't want to deal with. You know, anxiety, anger, fear, um, you know, the unknown, all of those different things. I didn't want to deal with. Why? Because, well, it was scary. 
and I don't want to be, I don't want to be truthful with myself. I want to lie and act like it didn't exist. So for me, I just got to a point where I had enough. I was like, enough was enough. And uh, I just got rid of all the facade. I got rid of all the bullshit and I stopped lying to myself. And when I did that, that was really the moment in my life where things were open. I was open enough to allow that real change. Yep. Great answer. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I will say we all uh, face and have to overcome is we were really quick to showcase uh, everything's good, but inside we always had like things that we kind of shove or like throw under the rug. Like, oh, it's all good. It's okay. But if you never really address it, eventually it's going to come back at you. And a lot of times I've seen when people at their, like, it seems like at their peak, and they're like, oh, they're doing fantastic. And all of a sudden, boom, this happened. Like, where, where did that come from? It's because they just huh? shoved it, you know, behind. So I want you to add on to that of, like, the importance of facing it head on. Because yeah. if you don't deal with it, it's, it's going to come back eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's where it is, is a lot of people, like, take my anxiety. Anxiety was one of my shadows. Well, I tried to get rid of it. I tried to, like, I just had a conversation with a guy the other day who wrote back, how do I, how do I get rid of stuff? I'm like, dude, you can't. Like, you don't want to either. Think about it this way. If I try to get rid of my anxiety, I'm trying to get rid of part of me. So when I take a piece of myself away from me, I'm not a whole person. And that's what I had to realize. I was trying to get rid of things that are a part of me that, that make me who I am and make me whole. Anxiety isn't going to go away. It's not going anywhere. It's always going to be there. But how can I utilize it? And that's where I, what I really had to understand is all of those shadows and anger and things like that is – all of those different shadows I had to step into so I could step up to lead to be the whole version of me and not get rid of pieces of me because they ain't going nowhere. And, that, and that's where it's just kind of handling that and being able to say, hey, how can I utilize this instead, instead of saying how being that victim mindset of saying, hey, this is just overtaking me and I'm allowing it to. So. Great, 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 great. So I want to like hit on something that you said near the end. Um, the victim mindset. And I want to bring this to the forefront, especially because I know we're dealing with a lot of challenges now. And of course, a lot of people are in defense and a lot of people also like to blame others. A lot of people, you have a lot of that going on. And I try to tell people a lot, a lot of times that you can't go into that mindset of just blaming everybody and not actually taking accountability and making taking actions to make the change because you can sit on the couch and complain and blame others, you know, all day, but that's not going to make any changes. You have to get out of that. So I want you to like force your opinion of overcoming the victim mindset and then give tremendous uh, great value off of that. Well, well, dude, I love it. Cause I actually just had this conversation this morning with, with somebody on Facebook, which is great. And uh, I'm going to be, I, I always, this is the way I work. And I used to be trying to, I used to be the fluffy cloud version. You know what I mean? That little, I'm, just, 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 I'm going to be the sword version right now. And here's what I want to make sure that everybody listening to this understands. Your life right now, in the seat that you're in, you're listening to this right now, everything that is going on in your life right now is absolutely 100% your choice. Ooh. All the choices that you have made up until this point is yours. And see, I, I, got, I got a lot of people that say, you know, or like, hey, Clay, you know, you just, you don't get it. You don't understand my story. And I say, you're right. I don't understand your story, but I don't have to. You do. And you need to know what you chose to get to this point. See, 
I, I love this. One of our guys in our men's group said this, and it just blew my mind. It said E plus R equals O. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And he said the event plus your response gives you your outcome. And your response is always 1,000% your choice, period. That's always your choice. So, there, like, I've been divorced twice. I got, uh, like, both – I have two kids to two different women, and they both came at me at the same time financially. And I was basically living at $973 a month. Whew. So like I had every right to be one of the most pissed off dudes in the world because I had two people attacking me for, for my kids and for money. And it's like, I'm a good dude. And it's like, you know, I could have had that victim mentality, but I chose not to. I chose to make sure that my response equaled the same value I gave myself. And I stayed true to myself through that whole process. It sucked. It was, it was like, it royally sucked, but it was my choice to respond and everything that I got out of there. So, so let's go back to that. How, how did I get into that situation? My choice. Like I could say, Hey, these, the, they went, they went after me, but ultimately I chose to be with them. Ultimately I chose to have a relationship with them. Ultimately I chose to have kids with them. Ultimately I chose every damn thing that was on, on about it. So in the end, the situation, now is in is ultimately my choice and I have to take responsibility for that it's ultimate or, or sorry it's extreme ownership and I'm going to put a plug out there for Jocko Willings if you haven't read that book that is an amazing book just to take extreme ownership of every single thing go ahead Dude, and say it one more time just in case they missed it extreme ownership by Jocko Willings awesome 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 yes it's a thick book but be quiet and go read it <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that. I don't even know what to add on to that because that right there is probably one of the realest things because you use your own personal experience and a lot of people like to blame others, but you got to take accountability for your actions. So, you know, people be like, well, it's the government's fault because I'm broke or I don't have a car I want. And I'm, and you spot on your choices. You could have chose to get the education. You could have chose to hang with the right source of energy to get, open up doors for you. You could have chose not to party that day. You could have chose to work out. It's all your choice. You know, yep. I, I can't even add on to that. So I'm going to throw another one at you. I, I do want to add on to that though, Chris, is, is go, go to the <clears throat> things that I want in life. Well, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, okay. So what are you going to do to get it? Like, I want to be a better father. What are you doing to do it? I want to be a better husband. Well, what are you doing about it? Well, I just don't know. Okay. Well, you not knowing is getting you no action. It's getting you in action. You're not, you're not increasing it. So we can also make excuses there. And that's your choice. You're choosing not to take action. Okay. You now know, I, a lot now of times I, gotta, I will I, be a millionaire. And it's like, <laughs> wow, I don't know. I'm like, okay, well, figure out a way. <sighs> I'm like, okay, so what you're telling me is you don't want to make a choice to do the work to get to there. Now, with that, I have to ask this question. So just speaking of, and I'm feeling the energy and much more, what do you think is preventing people from taking action? Because we can always have great ideas, know what to do. But at the end of the day, if you don't take action, you're still in the same place. Like, bottom line, as much as you want to sugarcoat it and much more, you know, you know, you want, probably want your mom to pat you on the back and things like that, you know, a little sarcasm like that. But at the end of the day, if you don't take actions, you know, decisions, you're stuck in the same place. I think it's two things. One is fear. That's the emotional side of it. So you got fear. Well, what's going to happen? What if I do and I fail? Okay. Like for me, a lot of the times, for me, I always felt like I never followed through. 
So subconsciously, my program is saying to myself, whenever I start something new, you don't follow through with this. Like I get it done, but did I do it to the level at which I wanted to? So there's that fear base, but it's subconscious programmed into me from all the shit that happened before that I feel like I didn't follow through on. So it's the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of finance. It's the fear of people. It's the fear of success. It's the fear of failure. So I think fear motivates that in being able to say, well, I don't know, so I won't do. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is it's, it's a four-letter word, which I think this four-letter word is one of the biggest things in our society now because everything's at our fingertips. It's called work. People don't want to work for it. I got to put the work in for it. Well, if, if I want to, if I want to be, you know, a, a, a good husband, then, well, I'm going to have to do certain things around the house. I'm going to have to go clean the dishes. I don't want to clean the dishes, but I got to go clean the dishes. Well, shut, shut up and do the work, clean the dishes. So your wife is like, dude, that's awesome, man. Thank you. Or not, or do it just for doing because you made the damn mess too. You know, it's like people don't want to work and people don't move because of fear. So those are the two things I think. I think are a big part, especially for men, for that. Maybe you'll just over dropping jewels and much more. I mean, see, this is like a lesson within the stuff. You might as well take some of this recording and just make a whole course, you know, it's taking all the roads. <laughs> so um, I want to go back to something we talked about way earlier in the conversation. Um, I'm going to ask it like this. How did you define or find your purpose? Because there's nothing like living within your purpose and striving through it, but it's a, a complete nightmare just to be here and not living, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I want, so go ahead and take the mic on that. Yeah, this is, this is, this is my wheelhouse. And this is uh, my, my coaching business is purpose infused coaching. And it's because it's to help men reveal their purpose and then infuse it in everything they do. So for me, my life, I'll put it this way. I lived in a fog for 36 years of my life. So I had the glasses on, but the glasses were foggy. I had an idea. Like here, I, I'm a teacher because I like helping people. I'm a father because I like helping people. I'm a husband because I like helping people. I'm a coach because I like helping people. Like, so I, I knew somewhat what it was, but what was it really? And what I did is I lived on the surface level and I just was like, all right, well, I'm doing this and doing this. And that's where I think we get to the point where it's like that monotony of life. Like I'm doing this, but internally like, dude, I feel something more. I feel there's something more to me than what I am right now. You feel like that line that's trying to bust through and you're like, dude, I just know, like, <laughs> what is it? I mean, we don't have our instinct. And this kind of goes back to the instincts of our DNA as men is that for thousands and thousands of years, when we felt like that, we had to go live in like, we, we could, we could get our status through going out and killing some stuff and bringing it home for people to eat, like, or growing stuff or going to battle or, or standing on the battlefield and be like, dude, let's go kick some butt today. You know? And, and but now what do we have for that? So as men, as we go through for thousands and thousands of years with this DNA that we have inside of us to provide, protect, and serve, it's like, how do we use it now today? So for me, it was always on that surface level. So I had to go a layer deeper, then a layer deeper, then a layer deep, then like seven, eight, nine, ten layers deep to really find out who is Clay Smelter and what am I here for? So for me, the purpose is our why. It's our driving factor. How did I get to that? Dude, a lot of fucking work. Like a lot of hard work. Um, <laughs> dude, it wasn't easy. I mean, there, there's cry, there's tears. There's probably blood in there. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in there, man. And it's like, 
looking at all the pieces of who I am, I had to own it all. Like I had to own myself, every single piece of it and, and, and accept that. I had to own the anxiety. I had to own the anger. I had to own the fear. And, and for me, it's the fear of success. What if, what if I, what if I start on this venture of purpose infused coaching and I go out and impact a million lives? That scared the living hell out of me. It doesn't now, but it did at first, you know, and that's where it's like, every, you got to own every single piece of that. My story, I had to love my story. You know, I had to look at it and say, Hey, my story is my story is mine. Nobody else gets a right on it. So I had to make that choice to say, listen, my life is mine and nobody else. I love my wife. I love my kids, but I write my own story. They happen to be a huge part of that. But at the end of the day, it's what did I do throughout the day to leave it all in the field. And the last thing is go live with purpose. And I had to figure out a way of how do I infuse my purpose, which is to own myself, love my story, and live with purpose. How did I have to define that first? Because we don't have it defined. We're like, oh, I think it's this. Or we have it defined as our career. And say, hey, I'm a teacher. That's my purpose. Well, that's not your purpose. It's what you do. It's not who you are. And once we define that, then we can actually start infusing that in every aspect. And the more that you infuse it into your faith, into your family, into your finances, into your fitness, into your, uh, all of those different areas, the eight Fs, the more that you infuse it in there, the more clarity you have at life. And all of a sudden those lenses, the fogginess that I have, they're super clear. My life's simple, man. I work on three things. Just like, like here, we, we we're having a chat. And the reason why we're having that is because it went into my purpose. It helps me own myself, love my story, and live with purpose, and it helps other people do those three things. It's a go. Gotcha. All awesome. I'm going to tell you right now, like, you better re-listen to this and, like, form this into a keynote because I can just, I just, I'm just taking a little bite size. I'm like, this sounds like a keynote. <laughs> just take me out the picture of me asking you questions, and there you go. You have it right there. <laughs> so, thank like, you, uh, I appreciate that, man. Huh? I said, I thank you. I appreciate that. I just, I pour from my heart, man. It's just because, and that's the thing is like I learn from people who've been through the through the through the storms, and um, and I just I want people to be real with me, so I gotta be real with them, and and that's just where it is. Like all this comes from my heart. I don't I don't mean I don't have any notes written down anything like that. I just let it rip, and that's that's kind of the way I work. <laughs> yep. And then on top of that, that's what people relate to the most is when you're being yourself, uh, completely authentic. You know, not pretty. It's just you being you. And when you being you, you can't really repeat that because it's you it's your version of you and then people can actually see that people know the difference when you just BSing and actually being your real self <laughs> but then you actually <laughs> see but actually when you're actually showing your true self people connect with that not only do they connect with that they respect to that and they also yeah. want to like bond with that because then it relates to their story kind of reminds okay. me uh with uh Les Brown which uh, mm -hmm. one of his things like uh no matter what you know things well i'm paraphrasing but what the main thing he was saying is uh everybody loves a story you have a story i have a story you know the people out there have a story but if you know how to tell it you will be successful because somebody out there needs to hear that story yeah yes, yes. And, and that's what we i help men step into their stories and step up to lead one of those pieces about leading is sharing too many men sit back on the sidelines of life and let their story go by without ever saying it to anybody else. I don't care whether you go out and say it to 10,000 people in a stadium or if you just say it to your family or you say it to your wife or you say it to your coworkers. We need, as men, we have to step up and we have to share because what we have, what we have society telling us, hey, as men, you got to be this. 
And then, but we're struggling with that internal. We're like, well, I don't really want to be this. I want to be, I just want to be me. And you said it so awesome there is that we just got to be ourselves. You know what I mean? And, and just be truly, fully us. And when we are that person, we expand ourselves so much, but we expand to everyone around us. I always, I, I heard uh, from Kofi Jackson, he's a country singer. He said, blossom where you're planted. And I'm like, oh my God, man, if we just have a thousand million men around the country, around the world, blossoming where they're planted, think about how much better this would be. And I'm not, and, th- and that doesn't cut out women or anything like that. It's just my, my wheelhouse is men and I work with men and women have their own, they, they have their own unique awesomeness and that balance together is, dude, that is beautiful when a man and a woman have that balance together in society, in a relationship, in, in the world. And man, awesome things get get done with that. Awesome, awesome. So we're going to wrap things up. I want you to leave, uh, leave us with a closing comment. And then where can they find you so we can keep up with your journey as they live on this marathon? <laughs> awesome man and, and here's here's my closing comment is that every day it, you need to be grateful for every day because you don't know when your last one's going to be some people say well that's morbid to think about and i say well that's the truth because and we all know there's going to be an end to this at some point in time so if you get today when your feet hit the ground leave it all in the field that's your line you step across and my dad always said he was a high school coach and he said, and he lined us up on the line and said, if you step across this line, make sure you're willing to give it every single thing you got and leave it on the field. And that's why I tell people every single day, wake up, put your feet on the ground, cross that line and leave it on the field every single day. So when you go to sleep, you can lay your head down knowing that you gave it all. If this is your last day. All right. Now where can they find you? Where well, they can find me on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, Clay Smeltzer, uh, Instagram, Clay underscore Smeltzer, Facebook, Clay Smeltzer. Um, you can also find me at purposeinfusedcoaching.com. So a little information and stuff like that about some of the programs and things that I do. Um, and uh, really, I mean, all those different things there. And uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Enough said and a great uh, amount of information and value. And uh, I'm sure they're going to all connect with you because you have one heck of a story and you have all taught us so many lessons. So with that, we're going to close it out. It's your host, Chris Holmes, helping you take it to the next level, elevating your mind, spirit, body, and much more. And I have my special guest by the name of... Clay Smelser. Awesome. We're out. And remember, leave it on the field. Make sure you subscribe, share this message to much more so we can elevate it and take it to the next level. Peace.